like I said, he wasn't that far off. People, he's going to be winning. He will win the race before the year's out. Like, at one point, he was, like, same speed as Tomac. Like, you know, like, when you, if a guy's running good, like, okay, he might catch Ken or whatnot. But when I was watching him in the beginning of the part of the race, like, he was actually catching those guys. And even when Eli got out front, you know, Eli pulled, like, a little bit of gap. But he was he was right there on chase. Like, he wasn't losing time. Where did he go? I thought maybe he crashed or whatnot. And I was like, it just shows a weakness and it just gives those guys confidence in there knowing that maybe he's not as strong as he as we think he can maybe that whole um you know him having the issues with the outdoors and years past and not really winning an outdoor national until this year you know maybe that's going uh coming back in effect What's up, guys? We back. Round four at High Point. You know who it is. It's your boy, James Stewart. And we back for the rewind, baby. We had last weekend, we had the German chocolate melting on these fools. Or as I should say, Bratwurst, as AK he asked for. I told you, Ken, we'll hook you up. Had him doing his thing last weekend. This weekend, it's a different story. Round four at High Point. I think I'm still laying up there, people. I think I'm still laying up there. But nonetheless... Round four, Lucas Oil Motocross, 450. Somebody's going to get a neck burn, so let's go figure it out together. Last weekend, I talked about how some of the starts, um, gate position was was important. It's kind of favorable to position, so you have to kind of focus on qualifying because, you know, most races, like, you can kind of get, you know, a, you know, as long as you're in the top 15, top 10, you'll be fine. And um, But some places, you have to try to emphasize on qualifying because the gate position, you know, makes a big difference. And, um, you know, this track, this one's pretty fair. I mean, I would say consider most of outdoor nationals, like being on the outside, it's never that good. Um, but I think this this track allowed you to have, since it's uphill, and Mount Morris has always been like that. Um, they seem like they moved the start up a little bit closer to where back in the day used to, you know, take off and then drop down, then go up. Um, but the, the start looked like you had maybe like 10, 15 positions where you can actually pull a whole shot from it. But as I said before, I think the biggest thing for these guys is that those Honda boys, they get good starts. They get good starts. And this was another weekend of that chase, pull the whole shot or, um, the first moto. And he just checked out on these fools. I mean, he checked out. I think, um, you know, he was feeling it. I think the way the track was and the way he was flowing, he looked like he was just, he got in the zone and he was pulling away from those guys. I would say, wouldn't say easily, but he was making gaps at times, like a second a lap. And it was putting everybody else in the situation. And then those guys started kind of battling each other. You know, Eli seemed like he was just trying to feel himself out and, and try to come up. And, and I think he got caught behind, I think it was Jason for a little bit, but in Jason and Barsha. So, Nonetheless, by the time he got second, Chase was like 15 seconds out front. And then um, you could just tell the way Eli was looking that he just settled for, um, you know, second place, you know, knowing that there's another moto and knowing that, um, you know, I think history would say he's pretty good here. Um, I think he's won quite a bit overall. It's kind of like Ken last weekend. He likes this track and, um, you know, he, he wrote well. He was in this, I would say the second moto this weekend for Eli was the best one all year. And it was the first race that I've seen all year that I would say maybe 80% of the track, he looked like he was able to attack and he looked, you know, pretty good. He still looks like he struggles on the the high speed stuff, which is to me when I watched the different riders 
and I watched the way Chase and his strong suits on the track. Chase looks like he's better in those high speed stuff, meaning um, I would say from the finish line to where you get to the mechanics area and going around that all the way until you get down those little rollers on the downhills. And then any right before you get into that tight stuff, Chase was really good. Like he looked really fast there. Um, and I think he's just able to stand up and move there. Where when I watch Eli, seems like the bike maybe has a little bit more wallowy um to him and he's not you know as comfortable there. But he was really good in the tighter side of the track and in, in that middle part where Chase, he was better than Chase there. And so it kind of evened out. But the second motor Eli got in the zone and um you know, he came through those fools like it was nothing. Like he, you could tell he was feeling it. And um, I, I sense even the first moto when I saw him, you know, get into second place and then Jason caught up to him. He like pulled, you know, he decided to like, you know, just pick up the pace. And that that was a good sign to me because I wasn't sure if he was just struggling with that speed because Chase was still pulling away from him. I thought maybe Eli would have been able to you know, get around those guys a little bit earlier and then try to shut that gap down with Chase. But when he got in second, Chase was still pulled away. And then now looking at it, I could tell like Eli was just backing it down, saving it for the second moto. And um, and case in point, when Jason caught him, he picked back up the pace and then they start catching Chase quite a bit. But nonetheless, I thought Eli looked really well, uh, wrote, wrote really well this weekend. And, um, you know, it was just... It, it, it was good to see it, it. It's, I think he's starting to come up as maybe one of the better threats for the championship with chase. Um, and I talked about last weekend, I think chase was the only rider that I was afraid he was maybe a little afraid of was Anderson, but I don't know what happened to him this weekend. I'm not sure if he's hurt or what was going on. I listened to his podium interview and I always say like, what comes out your mouth is powerful. And not only like what you think, but what others think trying to keep pace with those guys but i couldn't find the flow they had you know it was a uh, to do the speed i was kind of forcing it you know i we live in a day and age where you know everything guys just talk you know what i mean like we as media and, and as a fan like i want to hear the truth but sometimes the truth ain't what i want to hear and i think when jason got up there the second motor i was just waiting for him to be like hey you know this was this and this was that he was just like I, they were just faster than me like, I don't even know. And like, as much as I appreciate the truth, you ain't got to tell everybody that, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like you, there's, you got fear, you got fear. And yeah, I said the same thing with Ken, you know, what shows, what you show people, they use it against you. And like, you saw that, like, you know, play out last weekend. And even this weekend, you know, Ken was struggling, but he was, he was fighting. And I think that fight for him, he's trying to believe in himself, but with back with Jason, you know, you just can't really get up there and say like, like, I don't have anything from him. Like in the way, the way it looked, it, it's not like you don't have anything from him where you're like battling and they just kind of pulled away. Like you were there and then you wasn't like, it was like, where did he go? I thought maybe he crashed or whatnot. And I was like, it just shows a weakness and it just gives those guys confidence in there knowing that maybe he's not as strong as he, as we think he can, maybe that whole, um, you know, him having the issues with the outdoors and years past and not really winning an outdoor national until this year, you know, maybe that's going, uh, coming back in effect, which makes him maybe the up and down more than what we, I thought possibly could happen. 
um, this year. I thought having a Supercross, because you never heard him say that in Supercross. Like, in Supercross, even if he wasn't fast, like, we saw him fight every weekend. I, I thought all year long, even if he got into it, my brother or whatever, like, he was there. Like, there was something he was always fighting these guys where This was the first race um, in that second motor where I saw him just, like, just just fade back. And it reminded me of, you know, maybe some of the struggles he had back in the Husqvarna. But I was just inter- interested and surprised that he said that. And, um, you know, we'll see how that is. I think he has to have a bounce back weekend for sure um, on the weekend uh, when they get back at Red Butt. No doubt. He had a struggle last weekend, the second moto, and he had basically a struggle the both motos this weekend and, and especially that second one. So I think if you keep having this and he has another one at uh, Red Butt, then you, I think those guys will start looking past him and through him more than like at him. And um, then it would be Eli and and, and um, Chase and they're fighting himself. So overall, it was, it was good. I thought it was some good riding in both classes, but you know, you just saw – you saw Eli just step up and get it done. And I, even with Chase, like, I think the difference with Chase and Jason, those two weekends, um, at this weekend, especially the second moto, Chase got bounced around. You could tell things start happening to him really quickly. And when you're like, when you're like Chase and you know, you got speed on these guys and you just won the first moto by 15 seconds, walking away pretty easily. Um, you know, you could just tell he had that swag on the podium. He was like, you know, mad, Doing his thing, um, you could tell he was starting to really believe it. And watching on TV, I was like, "Who? These guys need like they probably need to stop him, um, you know, because otherwise it's going to be Chase just stopping himself um, doing his thing." But those guys like jumped all over him in that second moto when, um, you know, I think it was you know Eli and then his teammate Roxon was getting him. Like it's almost kind of what we used to deal with with Eli back in the day. Like we he would pass you and if you got him right back, it would fluster him. I saw that with Chase, the second moto, and even he got on the podium and talked about how that like bothered him, but he was able, his speed and just kind of getting through those other guys, he was able to salvage and come back up from turning to fourth, almost getting passed by Mr. Coffee, Mr. Lake Minnetonka, Ryan Dungey. We'll talk about him in a second. Almost getting passed by him to actually like coming back up and getting Ken and, um, you know, getting the second place and not losing points to Eli. So um, nonetheless, it was a good ride for him, um, but at the end of the day, you know who it was. You know who it was. It was E.T. Now, my boy, Ryan Dungeon, Lake Minnetonka, Prince. I told y'all people he was bathing up in that Lake Minnetonka water. And I know, I know, maybe my pick for the title, yeah, it's kind of looking a little suspect at this point. But just like I said last weekend, the way I was watching Ryan ride, he wasn't that far off on there. Like, he, he was lacking speed. And even this weekend, he was lacking speed around the thing and there's certain things on the track that like he's gonna figure out trust me he's gonna figure it out but i believe this was a big weekend for ryan because not only like did he he should have got third he ended up getting passed by ken but not only did he look more like ryan i can still see like areas that he's like struggling and then struggling just because he's been off from like five years that like for him being able to like come up and 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 believe and ride this good this quickly from being off this time. And really, like, like at one point, he was, like, same speed as Tomac. Like, you know, like, when you – if a guy's riding good, like, okay, he might catch Ken or whatnot. But when I was watching him in the beginning of the part of the race, like, he was actually catching those guys. And even when Eli got out front, you know, Eli pulled, like, a little bit of gap. But he was 
he was right there on chase. Like he wasn't losing time. And in the back, the last few races, like you could just visually tell there was a speed difference. Like we all saw it. But this weekend, it looked like to me that he was trying to figure out, like he was struggling just because of like he hasn't been racing on there. And as the track, you know, the track deteriorated and he kept going like the champion, the reason I picked him, like in his mindset, that's what was, it was popping up this weekend. Like he was, he was back. He reminded me of Ryan Dungeon when I raced him. And I know, I know Ken was like, damn, like, you know, I thought this dude was just here, you know, selling coffee, you know, whatever it was, but he, he looked good this weekend. He looked good, even though he didn't look good. And I know Ryan can be, Ryan's going to get better. And if he takes and builds off of this, like I said, he wasn't that far off. People, he's going to be winning. He will win the race before the year's out. And um, so I was pumped for him. And, you know, I talked to him a little bit after the race. And you could just tell he was like, you know, it was a good weekend for him, especially after last weekend. And we all, we all mental midgets, you know, is as dominant and as good as Ryan is and as, as champion as he is. Like, we all have self-doubt. Everybody got doubts. Eli got doubt. I got doubt. You know, so it, I think the speed thing and, and maybe the way he was struggling, you know, might be started like saying to him, like, damn, maybe I should just stay home with the kids. I don't know. Um, but I told him, like, dude, you're not that far off. Like, you're not that far off. And this weekend, it came out of nowhere. It wasn't like he was that close in practice. But that second moto was the guy that I've been watching, um, even though the results I haven't said was the guy I've been watching. And it was good to see. And it was cool to see. So amazing what a whole shot does for you. He got up there. And the one thing I hated, Ryan with Ryan, um, same thing like Chad did the same thing. When you allow these guys to get up there and like get a sense of your pace, they're too good not to be able to run it. And even though this guy's been gone for five years and even though he's been finishing two minutes behind whatever you want to talk, they talk about it on TV all the time. Um, I don't really care. I think like, he figured out their pace and what he figured out was that like, you know what, like he can compete against them. So it was good to see him do that. And I think you're going to have Mr. RD coffee. He's going to have an off weekend, go base up in Minnetonka again, get him some coffee and come back at these boys at red, Bud, and we'll see what happens. So more power to you. Good job, Ryan. Now with Eli's bike, it, it just looks wallowy to me. Like, and I think that's the one thing like he's afraid of at Atlanta. And I should say it, afraid of you just looked at how good his bike was and in supercross and um you know and the only reason i'm bringing this up because that's what we do here we talk about everything you know we talk about we try to pick out try to give you knowledge that you know what i see and stuff and what i see is is his bike moves like it's like this right like uh, the same thing those double d effects and supercross how it has a little bit of movement sometimes that's not the best thing here and um and if you watch some of the, the roller sections or some of the faster parts of the track, you can just see like his bike and almost look at it's somewhat in slow mode. But what it does is like it, it goes in, it goes down slow and it goes deep, but then it rebounds so fast. Like, and I think that's that wallowy thing um, that you struggle with. And it's not that the back end moves because they all move. And it's not that it goes down and it kicks back. It's the fact that when his bike moves, it's almost like you have the rear end go down and then it's it's like it twists, like his bike is twisting. That's a better way to say it. When I watch his bike, I see it twist on there. So when he's getting these fast sections and he just gets those gnarly G outs, it's not just the rear going down. When the rear goes down, I see the front end like, you know, twisting as well. 
And that's that wallowing stuff I say, like, is it, it looks like it catches them out. Same thing that happened in Atlanta across the mechanics there. That big old, like, you know, wallowy feel. And then it's, and it's, it's not just the rear. It happens to the bike. And that's more of a frame thing. Um, and you can tell, like, they're working on it and getting better. But when I see his bike, you know, I could just see that part where he looks like he's he's struggling a little bit and he has to wait. But I think this weekend was he was able to um, there was enough sections on the track where it was technical and where his bike worked well in Supercross. It worked well in here. Um, the same thing. And that was these sections on these tighter corners and stuff because he looked really well here and he was able to bounce around and stuff just like he did in Supercross. But if you pay attention to it, like he he has these he has these big movements on his motorcycles that they haven't figured out um, yet, which they will. But that being said, if he's riding like this with all those movements, and you know, I think that bodes well for him. So, yeah, you'll see it. You'll he'll figure it out. And it was the best I've seen him all year, and it was the best I've seen him, and the worst I've seen Jason. Uh, I think they're both like up there in top three, four in the points um, behind Chase. So. Yeah, we'll see. I'm interested to see how this thing plays out in the next couple of weekends. But they got an off weekend, so um, I think that's going to slow down a little bit of momentum. I always felt like if you just won after a race, like you had the, uh, you know, you win the race and then you go into the off weekend, it's good because, like, at least, like, you were like, I won, like, I'm the best of the rest, and you get an extra weekend to soak in that. But then it doesn't carry over into the next weekend. Like, it's like everybody gets to kind of a reset. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Now with Chase, like I'd said, like the places that he was really good at was some of the places that I would say Eli wasn't the best and Eli struggled. Neither one of them struggled because they were obviously one and two, uh, both motos. But if you look at like we can break down some of the sections on on the track and when Chase was behind, um, you know, these guys, you know, the second moto and even the first moto, you can just watch like the, the fastest parts of the track, especially when they had the overhead drone shot like the more open sections, you can just see the speed difference of Chase. And he and he does a really good job, you know, after he lands off the finish line. And once he makes that corner, he scrubs right before that, after the finish line and the mechanics there. And the way he does that, it's like he he's able to, he's using his legs and the way that the, the track is set up, like compared to everybody else, he's going forward uh, more than like the most of those other guys. And it's a big speed difference. And and I'm sure, you know, Eli and all those guys were probably when watching him in between motos or behind him, they can probably see that. Um, but he makes up a lot of time, like right here at the mechanics area, like he's literally waiting on Roxon this whole time. And that was just a, the way he was riding. Look, he's standing up and it's just a big speed separation. And there was a key point in this moto that uh, it might have changed the whole fortunes of the, the whole race like if I think if Chase might have got around Roxon and Roxon didn't get him back that um Eli maybe would have had a, a tougher time because I think the the speed separation on certain parts of the track if you'd have passed Roxon right here before these tight sections I think he would have been able to gap those guys and because Eli would have been caught up behind um Ken but since he didn't and Roxon fought back on him he actually held um Chase up to the point where Eli was able to jump on him too and you could tell it frustrated Chase, and then um, then he had a battle with Dungy. But um, I th- I think that and the, Chase had a huge moment right before the mechanics area where he almost threw it away. And I think between that and um, Mister Coffee coming back saying, "Hey, you want a cup? You want a cup?" 
um, it kind of scared him a little bit. But I think if Chase would have been able to stay in front of him, um, he would have been all right. He might have been able to pull away, which would have made Eli have to step up. But he has his moment right here, right for the mechanics there. And you could tell um, he was like, oh, no. And then Roxon got him back. So, But as I was saying with Chase, he's he's really good in those open parts, the parts that flow around the track where he's like the – you know, leading up into the finish line, like he was really good compared to where Eli was really good in those tighter sections. You can just see like the overhead and how much time Chase would gain on those guys and lose in the other parts. And he just looked comfortable in one, at certain parts of the track. And then uh, especially that first motor track would have been a little bit smoother and uh, the lines are more consistent. He was really good in that self. But, you know, Eli just said like, look, hit him upside the head, said, no, nah, it's my turn. And, um, you know, you, you sense it as a racer. So he knew what time it was. Now the 250 class, the 250s, I, I said it the first part of the year, it was going to be the Lawrence boys and they had a big battle. They had a good battle. And I told you like last weekend when brother got that second moto, he was pissed. He wanted to punch Jeff in the face after that um, hangtown moto too. You could tell he was pissed. And then, so this moto, this weekend, he comes out in the first moto and just dominates. He looked good. He looked good in the second moto too, but I've never, like, I raced my brother at Straight Rhythm, and I know how much fun that was. I was doing that, and then the next year we won uh, two different classes. But the only time I raced Malcolm when he actually took me out in Bud's Creek, he told me he didn't know who it was. I'm like, dude, I'm the only one on the Suzuki. Like, hey, hey, it's me. Uh, but nonetheless, I'm sure they were having a good time. And at one point in his race, um, I actually thought Jet was playing with Hunter. You know, when he gets passed right before the uh, finish line, it was like he, you would just slow down and let him by, but he said he was taking a breather, which was like, okay, cool. Uh, but those guys were clearly better than everybody else, and they looked good. And you can tell Hunter was pissed. Like, don't underestimate. Like, he's happy his brother won, but he was pissed, and uh, he wrote good. But Jet, even though, like, some of these races this year, I've seen Hunter look actually better than Jet, you know, and, like, he was just faster and whatnots. And, um, but this weekend it actually looked like at one point that second moto jet found something and he found these lines and he looked probably the best he did all year in the motos to me. And he was, he was doing things a lot easier than Hunter was. If you watch the race, just look at jet, the way he was getting through the corners and stuff. It just looked like he, it was just happening easier. And, but Hunter looked like he was trying to stay there. Like at any moment, you know, he was going to lose some time and, and more, put into him he was able to like sit back and and latch on to jet but still watching it i always thought like i'm like oh jet's playing with him because you know hunter's doing this he looks like he's he's trying and jet looks like he's able to do it and jet's always been smooth but you can tell the difference the first moto it was opposite hunter looked like he was doing it easy um and jet looked like he was struggling so brother gonna have to bust out both legs on jet he ain't gonna have this i mean this this was the first weekend that i've seen them race each other on there straight up and little brother got the best of brother. And it was funny because, like, you could tell when he got off the track. Like, Hunter didn't even, like, look at him. Like, he didn't even look at him. Like, yeah, hey, man, like, it was so much fun and all that. And Hunter, like, God damn it. Like, that's it. That's it. And he was pissed. He was pissed. Like, you see, they didn't even give him a clap. After the race, they crossed the checkered flag. And I was like, all right, like, you're going to go. Like, you know, most brothers give him a hug. Look at him. Johnny's like, dude, it's all right. It's all right. Hunter's like, I'm freaking sick of this dude. I'm freaking sick of him. Jeff's like, dude, like I want a donut, whatever, whatever. Wasn't that so much fun? 
Hunter ain't even talking to him. Let's see. I'm going to pull out that nine. You go, Jason Anderson. But it was good. So that was 250 class. It was the Hunter Boys show. The Lawrence Boys, it was all them. And uh, Justin Cooper wrote good. But then he didn't. Like, I don't know what happened to him. Like, he was going fast. And I can't. I don't think he got tired. Maybe he did get tired. But, like, he passed him. He passed Jet. I, I believe it was. He passed Jet. He was the fastest person on the track at one point. Passed him. And the next thing you know, he was gone out there. I actually thought... Better than your average Joe. He wrote a little bit better this weekend, but it wasn't close to these guys. So they they end up getting the neck burn. And that's the fourth one for Jet this year. So congratulations to him. So we're going to do it. We're going to do it because we always got to keep it consistent. So Jet Lawrence, you did it. Big Brother got you the first moto. You got him the second moto. Big Brother can punch you in the face again. I'm telling you, but nonetheless, it was your time to get the neck burn. You've been under the weather, but you were feeling better this weekend. And I heard it was a little cooler. But you got the neck burn. Hit it for a call. Suntan. Neck's on fire. Neck was on fire and Hunter was on fire. I'm sure it was hot for you, bro. Because it was hot for me. You see how he pulled that tear off? He didn't even look at you. He didn't even look. That's your brother. That's your blood. He told us we can't get on the goddamn bike. Get on the bike. I'm going to give me a veggie mic sandwich. I'm out. He didn't even say nothing to him. But that was that. So we'll see how that goes. But in the 450 class, E.T. Now last weekend, you showed up first moto. You showed out on it. You showed them who the boss was, right? You came back. You had your hometown. Dominated. E.T. found that flow. But the second moto, it wasn't. I heard you lost some breaks on there. That's because you were about to run into Roxon. Roxon was fighting you. The German chocolate wasn't having. His chocolate melted on your brakes. Took your brakes out. But this weekend, Chase jumped all over you. Boy from Illinois pulled a whole shot and dipped out on you. You back there fighting nine. Mr. Anderson. Alejandre and Barsha. And you never get in second. It was cool. But the second moto, you wasn't having none of that. You was not having none of that. They say your track. And it was good to see because I was starting to worry. I ain't gonna lie, I wasn't worried. Because you're the champ. And you showed them why you were the champ this weekend. Look at you. You were pumped. You were pumped. It was a little bit different than Eli first moto last weekend. This Eli looked like the Eli, he knew what he did. And I think they knew too. You had Chase up there. He was fun. He was almost getting beat by Dungey on there. He was pissed, but he said, I ain't giving up that easy. But why? Because E.T. was back. E.T., the three-time champion, said, look, just because I'm on the blue bike doesn't mean anything. I'm still here. I'm Supercross champ, and I'm about to get this overall today. So what are we going to give him? Eli Tomac, congratulations. Hit him with it, Colt. Suntan, neck's on fire. That neck was on fire, son. Look, I know people, look. I just did a three-hour podcast, so I might not be at the best, but I couldn't leave it out. I got to do the recap. I got to do it for y'all. But just like everything else, you always try your best. And Eli, Tomac, Hunter, Jet Lawrence, all y'all, Chase, good job. Good job. We got a weekend off. We get a weekend recovery. It was cool this weekend, but E.T. was back. Ooh, that's scary. We'll see how it is next weekend or two weekends for now, Red Bud. But until then... Look at the dude he was feeling it. So we're going to hit him for him one more time. Just for the weekend off. We'll do it since we ain't got to hit him for it. Go. Suntan. Next on fire. Next on fire. All right, people. All right. E.T. Jet Lawrence. Enjoy the break. I don't even know if it's a holiday. Is it a holiday? No. It's just nothing, right? It's just nothing. They need a weekend off because people are on fire. German chocolate. You were still fighting. R.D., I told you. You're a lot closer than what you think. And they realized it too. 
I know Ken was like, whatever Siri was saying, he had that neck burn last weekend. Chase was like, I ain't letting this dude. This is my childhood hero. And he up here doing all this stuff. And I see it, Ryan. You're not even back. But you're back, son. You're getting that close. You figure it out. All right, people. That was round four up in High Point. We're going to have to keep it short, right? There wasn't a lot of action this weekend. There was a lot of action, but no action. Anyways, so we're going to take the weekend off. But that was round four at Lucas Oil Motocross where you had the ET extraterrestrial. He didn't go that on me, people. Eli Tomac and Jet Lawrence, he won four of them. I'm telling you, you're going to get tired, bro. You're going to get tired. You're going to get sick from whooping up all of these people. It's getting sickening. Anyways, watch out for your brother. He might end up punching in the face. Sucker punch you. Until then, I'll see you guys in two weeks at round five at Red Bud. Where they go, Red Bud! Until then, I'll see you then. Have a nice day. Cool, that sucked. Oh.